Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Let's Trend the Zeit Together. That's the Rolling Stones. I'm Jack. That's Miles. These are some of the things that are trending. Trend them. Trend them. Darling, you, ooh, 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 trend me. Uh, I'll tell you wow. who doesn't trend me anywhere, and that's Chris Pratt. Yeah, man. This the, guy. The new fucking Mario trailer is out, and everyone is fucking... Well, I mean, the people who, like, were really mad about it are even more mad. And I'm... Just because of, like, the outrage about it, I'm really curious if, like, this is the beginning of Chris Pratt's downfall. Like, you know, because we always talk about how we're like, dude, this dude's a cop. Like, he's just, his whole thing is like, straight up. Yeah, just, you know, his whole, at first he's like, I'm not a religious guy at all. And then suddenly he's like posting pics of him, like taking a fucking cross up a mountain and shit and being like, <laughs> oh, praise God. Um, always golfing with his pastor. Yeah. But like, it, it's interesting to see like how there's so much, A, there's already a ton of anger, like at, again, him being like, it just sounds like fucking Chris Pratt. Um, and then a lot of people are like using this to like bring up all of his like sort of like evangelical like gave me a healthy baby boy yeah Mm. yeah Mm. what he said about his new wife when his child with his old wife is uh, having health problems yeah he seems like an ass I've just always had the sense that he seems like a bad person and yeah, I, he he is very watchable in many a film, but his voice acting in this film seen like there's this term in sports where they say someone is replacement level, meaning that like they are as good as the person you can get on the open market 
you know, just pick up off, off waiver wires or something right. like that. You know, like just the they're as good as the average person at their position. His performance as Mario seems like replacement level, as in what you would get if you pulled a random person off the street. Yeah, I think replacement level in that yo replace this motherfucker, please. Yes, with like someone it, else with anyone with yeah. anyone like because. Every single person is bigging up every other performer in this trailer, which is so wild. Everyone's like, oh my God, Jack Black, this, that, and the other. These, these people sound so great. And then the Chris Pratt ones are like, this fucking guy is not even trying. Right. So the whole thing is him being like, yeah, what's going on? Uh, Mario? What, what is this? A Mario? <laughs> Jesus, uh, Jack, you're Mar- even like, better I, than And him. I got a brother named Luigi. Oh, the man, it was this? crazy. But at one point he says, Let's a go. Yeah. Like he does the Mario line, but he does it like because they're from know. New York, like in the lore, but then that became less of a real thing. I think really at the end of the day, what we're learning is when you when you're dealing with like something like Mario or just these like bigger, these like, you know, seminal franchises or concepts, just use fucking voice actors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Make it true to like what the idea of Mario is because mostly a lot of the casting just looks like we're trying to stack a bunch of movie star names on a fucking poster to get people to go when really so many people are like, I'm actually, I actually won't go because you put these people in it. I would much rather just see a really like, cause everything looks cool. Just give us the Mario we love. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a, it feels like a very difficult needle to thread for the people casting this role. Like, and they didn't even try. Like that's no. a, that's a hard one because it's an iconic voice. The it's a me and let's yeah. go are very wow. iconic and also not sustainable across an entire movie. Like where this is your protagonist, but the, what they've gone with is not the right. Do I, I was listening to um, a podcast that was talking about the fourth Mission Impossible movie. Because this is the mm-hmm. sort of shit. Blank check with Griffin mm-hmm. and David. Great podcast. But I was listening to an old one of those where they were talking about that. And they were talking about like the rise and fall of, and then rise again, of Tom Cruise's career. And they were saying that, like, I, I forget which one it was, but it was like while he was doing, oh, it was while he was doing publicity for War of the Worlds, he had like all the like couch jumping and like all this shit where everyone was like, wait, what is going on with this fucking guy? <laughs> But, like, it didn't hit that movie. It actually hit his next movie. Like, it had to, like, sink in. People's, like, not liking him had to sink in. And then his next movie was kind of, like, kind of took the hit. And he needed to, like, work his way back. I think the next one was Mission Impossible 3 was, like, noticeably, like, way, way down from Mission Impossible 2. And people were like, they need a moment. Like, people need a full year to be like all right we're out on this guy right we all agree we're out on this guy and so i i like your theory that maybe this is this is the the, we're out on chris it's rumbling yeah i mean i think it's because the difference is right as long as the studios fuck with you he's not going anywhere right because it doesn't matter how many people on the internet don't like him but yeah like you say it'll be interesting to see because he's also apparently going to be voicing garfield in 2024 that's a bit somebody's lying to you that's in imdb Get the fuck out of here. Yes. I mean, I guess I can see Garfield. Like, that was kind of his character on Parks Like, monotone. Rec. It was like a but, Garfield-ass dumb guy. 
But it's like, um, I don't know if people are going to be like, we're done with Chris Pratt voice actor shit. Like, cause I think his very next thing that's coming out is the next Guardians of the Galaxy. And there's no way I'm going to be like, yeah, man, that Mar- they better watch out. That one's going to be a big L because it won't be. Yeah. But it's interesting to see, like, again, I think it's more about like how, how public at first, like the detractors were kind of like in a minority. And now more and more people were like making jokes like, oh, Mario on Rainbow Road. Chris Pratt wouldn't be caught on no rainbow road. That's right. Uh, you know, like just like that kind of stuff. Not on my watch, assholes. No. Now no. put your hands where I can see them. Um, <laughs> so Super producer Brian was, ta- was in the chat was saying that apparently there's a interview where he's talking about living in a van in Hawaii, smoking weed every day and yeah. rapping M's verse from forgot about Dre. And now he's a preacher cop. So someone's got you needed him. more evidence that Pascal's wager is bullshit. And that like, well, you might as well be religious because the alternative's bad is that nope. The Christianity can do a lot of harm. Can make can make the world a less cool place. I'll play three seconds of him rapping, forgot about Dre. Uh-huh. What? Yeah, give me an awkward so, eye like he's doing that, but I don't know. He's because he's a comedian, dude. Right. He sounded like he was doing it as a chicken. Um here's another anyway. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You gonna say the B word? You, what? <laughs> wow. Not my king? Chris Pratt. He wow. said, fuck you to be called a cops. I'm gonna kill you and them loud ass motherfucking barking dogs. Wow. So he's also an animal cruelty. Okay. Wow. What a jerk. And I heard he wrote that verse for Eminem. Exactly. Um, I heard he's been writing <laughs> ever since the Slim Shady album. Hakeem Jeffries is trending. Yeah. He's voted in unanimously as Dem leader. First black yeah. person to lead the party. A party. A, a major party. political party in the U.S. Yeah. yeah. Taking over for Pelosi. Won't hold my breath for super mm. progress because you don't get to that position with takes like, you know, like we're really we're really gonna deliver on you know <laughs> universal health care and all these other things yeah. uh but he's like I a mean, very anti-left like that's oh the yeah yeah one yeah. quote i've seen from i him remember is. when he was like people want to boycott israel he's like i'll fuck them up and people yeah. like yeah and then it's so <laughs> funny though too because on twitter like right-wing twitter's like again because they don't know anything about what a polit like the political spectrum actually is they're like Hakeem Jeffries is a socialist. You're like, right. Sir. He's militantly establishment. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I guess, yeah, they'll, we'll, we'll, we'll see what those attacks look like because the GOP, you know, it's not like they're not going to go low on anything uh, with this man. So, yeah. We got a, we got a whole it also new. also feels like Pelosi was like, oh, we're out. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step back and let somebody else take, take these next couple of years. It was funny. I, overheard how NPR is covering this and they were like, and here's why Nancy Pelosi might be the greatest politician of the past century. They, they had that on all things considered. So tune in there. If you set the bar at like, you know, human suffering isn't a fact, doesn't factor into like the policy decisions, then yeah, yeah. maybe. What about my suffering when the stock market's down, buddy? <sighs> Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. And check in with our good friend, Alexa. Yeah. Sorry if that just set off your speaker. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. 
that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. And we're back. And Alex A., Oh no, that's uh, too obvious. Let's call it Ale Exa. Al. Old Al EXA. Uh so that product from yeah. Amazon is I you know that a lot of people, even people in audio, were like, this is the future. Get ready because smart speakers, smart speakers. Yes, yeah, smart speakers are the future. They are how people are going to be accessing your podcast content. Uh, get ready and apparently she is a 10 billion dollar loser yeah they say this year alone 
that the Amazon division that is responsible for building said internet assistant uh, on track to lose $10 billion this year. And I think Eesh. this was like, again, this was a Bezos pet project because he was like a speaking echo in every home. And they, and you know what to, when it first came out, people slowly were like, Oh, let's see what happened. And then around 2018, it like blew up and like many people had them. And like, it just sort of became ubiquitous in the culture to say that name and then find out what the weather is, et cetera. But it just peaked there. And yeah. it sounded like what they thought was going to happen was like they built like this whole ant like Alexa skills thing to get more people to innovate and like developers to jump in to like unlock all the potential of this device. And then it just like really wasn't like now, like most of the skills are like, yeah, unlock this skill. So it'll play this radio station, but just with like less words. Yeah. Um, so they're like the, the ambition was a little too much. And now they feel that they have, quote, uh glorified clock radios yeah i feel like they didn't keep pace or i i don't know if they if but like my my experience because my kids love this shit yeah know, i mean most being able to the access very simple that yeah. and it, you know it's a non-screen way for them to look up things and get answers to things but my experience is like i've just started using siri even in rooms that she wow. the amazon version is in because the other one the apple one on my iphone is better than the other one. Oh, it is i think i stopped so. asking complex shit a long time ago like in the beginning i would be like yo who was the actor that you know yeah try and like test their gangster but now i'm just like what's the weather all right all right, all right. i'm all right all right the amazon no. one seems to have stalled out and like isn't getting any better well, and the, the games big... that my kids found, like the kids will find the funnest, weirdest thing to do on any like <laughs> piece of technology. Yeah. And the games they found are so whack. <laughs> they're like <laughs> they, they're like a math game, maybe. And uh -huh. it, and they're like, okay, uh, count how many times you hear a car horn, and right. then they play a car horn nine times, and and then like they'll say the right answer, and the smart speaker won't get it right it's it's a it's a mess um, well and the other thing that's interesting is like you think about jeff bezos was basically like because a lot of you know the, sh the shareholders like why is this fucking echo so cheap and he's like so i can get him he said quote we want to make money when people use our devices not when people buy our devices so his yeah. idea was people would just be buying shit on prime through this speaker but like little does he know that the experience will be like you'll you'll order something and then it'll read the description for like 15 minutes and you're like man fuck this stupid thing i'm not fucking using this yeah. and on top of there's all these other problems like they don't have like their own operating system like they don't have all these other proprietary things that like apple would or like android like google with android um yeah what are so, they they're not using their own search engine they're just using google or whatever well but more than that like the the like sort of alexa echo ecosystem was never its own true like platform echo eco yeah um, yeah oh shit whoa anyways okay good you enough. fucked up bezos um <laughs> it's, it's not good you did a bad because i mean you look at like even like their fire tablets and shit that's using android you know what i mean so like they don't they're kind of like in this middle space that they just weren't able to i guess work out yeah, um, I think then, the main issue is the freaking thing stinks. Uh, all right, <laughs> that's been our tech roundup. <laughs> what about this freaking thing stinks? Rail strike. 
Yeah. But talk about another thing that freaking stinks. Yeah. I don't like no rail strike. Uh, we got to make it so they can't do no strike. And then the economy is saved. Yeah. Shout out to establishment Democrats for being like, I don't know. Joe Byron just said we should probably not have a strike. So you know what? We'll force the workers to eat shit. Yeah. Um, and then at the death, you know, you have Jamal Bowman and Bernie Sanders introducing legislation to be like, uh, add seven fucking paid sick days and get that to a vote. And let's see Republicans vote no on that in the House. So that passed. Um, but it's a very, very rocky road, I guess, for lack of a mm -hmm. better term there, because it's just as it stood, it looked like the Democrats were just going to completely fucking Cave. just shoot themselves in the foot again. Cave to big business. Yeah. But then act like they're not, which is so funny because you have all of these people like who were rah, rah when they're, you know, again, this is all part of running for president. Like, like Elizabeth Warren, homie, you should have, you shouldn't have been, you shouldn't have backed that. You should have just said, no, 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 this is not good. Paid sick leave is just like at a minimum what someone is owed if they're, if you're extracting wealth out from their labor, that they're allowed to be human beings that get sick and they have time off and they don't have to take a hit because of that. Um, and I think the other thing that maybe caused Democrats to panic was like something like Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio were like talking like fucking like Jimmy Hoffa or some shit. They were just like, let me tell you about the workers. Right. I won't support anything the workers don't support. Like, holy shit. Right. So, so they'll um, just accidentally hit on some like pro labor talking points as long yes. as they're being opposed by Biden. Like Biden exactly. could, again, an, an easy way for Biden to trick them into being, you know, be, like put forward something and then jujitsu them into like thinking that they're going to support it. And then I don't know. It feels like he, he could easily be more uh, helpful to the Labor Party. Yeah, I'm going to be know, the pro, most pro-Labor president since FDR. Wait, what do they want? A better life? No, no, no. Fuck nah, well, what about what this gas about. industry? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, let me lease some land real quick uh, in Alaska if y'all want to be drilling. But I think looking at this, yeah, it's it, it just shows you like truly where a lot of people's heads are at. Like where they're like, oh. I guess we'll just fall in line with the party or whatever. And only a few pe like people were humane enough to like try and pump the brakes and say like, this isn't good. So we'll see yeah. what happens in the Senate though. Yeah. Cause now we got that whole fun thing. But at the end of the day, like you got to think that I think that one of the reasons rail strike was going on is because prior to that happening, people were like, y'all need just fuck it. Like don't let them do this thing where the railroad companies are going to try and blame the workers for an economic downturn because they're not willing to, fucking make a few less bucks so people can have time off um gaslighting is trending because miriam webster's have chosen that as the word of the year oh. it's just miriam webster but i'm calling it miriam webster's Sturs. because i am old as fuck daddy yeah daddy brad pitts and miriam webster miriam's webster miriam's webster dictionary <laughs> um speaking of old as fuck this feels like a word that has been pretty popular for seven years now but i yeah. guess they saw a big spike this year uh in terms of how many people were searching it on their miriamwebster.com in 2022 they saw it spike by 1740 percent so maybe it's just like kind of hitting the rest of the world um right i, I don't know yeah it's also like the when you google like the google gaslighting word of the year and 
it says gaslighting is the act or practice of grossly misleading someone, especially for one's own advantage. That's just lying. Like <laughs> misleading someone is lying. Like there's something more specific, right? About gaslighting. Isn't it like creating sort of a false reality and like telling a series of lies? That, well, yeah. And also to undermine someone's sense of reality. Yeah. Undermine their sense of reality and the sen their sense of their own sanity. Like that just misleading someone is not sufficient. But I think, um, well, people just use it as a verb for like, you're lying. Right. You know, like that's how I see it. Like on Twitter, like, you know, when people are just like, there's like a buzzword and then you see like mental health advocates, like uh, a lot of people are using gaslighting wrong. Right. Uh, you know, myself included for like a while too. And I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I, you know, so many times like people will use it as just like shorthand for like bullshitting. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, all right. Well, those are some of the things that are trending on this Wednesday, November 30th, last day of November. Get all your November shit in because it's about to not be November anymore, folks. Oh, shit. And then y'all can nut again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, man. It's been so long. Forgot I forgot totally about those forgot. memes. Yeah. What happened to those memes, y'all? I felt like, like every year you'd see them, people levitating and shit. I stopped noticing uh, I was not even making contact with the chair that it looks like I'm sitting in. Um, <laughs> just hovering three inches off the ground. All right. Well, back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Get the flu shot. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.